Hey, 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 everybody, what is up? And welcome back to the low key 20s. I'm your host, my name is Taylor Janet, and I'm super excited to be chatting with you all this week. Before we get into the episode, let's get into strawberries and lemons and also the word of the week. Okay, so let's start with the strawberries this week. My strawberry is that I officially dropped Loki 20s this week. I made the announcement. I've gotten really, really good feedback and support. So on August 1st on my Instagram, I kind of announced that I was doing a podcast. I also showed people the Loki 20s Instagram account. If you guys aren't following Loki 20s on Instagram, be sure to do so. And people were really, really supportive of that. You know, when you're trying something new and putting yourself out there, it's definitely a little bit scary, but it was really a relief to know that people were excited and they wanted to hear what I had to say and that they enjoyed the first episode. So then on August 3rd, I released the pilot episode. It was definitely a little short episode or whatever, but it was more of an intro type of vibe. People really enjoyed it. It was just about what Loki 20s was about and a little bit of a Q&A about me. The episode also went up the day of my grandfather's funeral, so that was obviously not the best day for me emotionally, and I was kind of down, but the comments and the feedback really did lift my spirits on such a difficult day. Okay, on to the lemons. My lemon is kind of vague this week, but I'm exhausted. The past three weeks have been extremely, extremely, extremely draining for me. There's just been so much going on in my life. I feel like I've been running on adrenaline, but now that things are starting to settle down, I'm starting to feel the impacts of all that running. And that's kind of what this episode's about, getting back on track after a time of pure chaos. And I want to talk about that more, but I'm going to hold off because I do want to get into the word of the episode, word of the week. I'm still playing around with what I like, but you know. Our little daily vocab word. This week's word is phlegmatic. It means to be calm and have an unemotional temperament. Phlegmatic. Okay, so now on to this week's topic. Like I said before, this week is all about getting back on track, resetting, and setting myself up for success. So, like I said earlier, my life has been a hot mess lately. Full transparency, I've been a hot mess. I've been really happy, like mentally, like I've been pretty happy, doing well, but just everything's just been pure chaos around me. (sighs) Okay, and because my life has been such a hot mess, this week's episode is low-key, 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 result of procrastination. I really didn't have time to sit down and record, or I wasn't really in the headspace and didn't feel it, but today I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm ready. But the, the plot twist is that today's Monday, the episode goes live tomorrow. I don't think that's a terrible thing because... At least when I'm telling you guys these things, you're going to get the real life updates and get more info real time. And it's a little bit less confusing on your end. The part where I'm a little bit stressed is on my end, making sure that I have it edited and uploaded in time. I don't think it'll take too long to edit. The first one actually kind of did take me a long time to edit because I really didn't know how I was editing it. I didn't know how to upload it. I also stumbled over my words a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of times. So... Hopefully this one goes a lot smoother. I know that, you know, this is really only my second time recording. It's going to be a process, but let's get into it. So I wanted to start out by addressing the mess that has been my life the past few weeks. Um, If you guys are my friends or you kind of follow me on social media, you might already kind of know what's going on. 
but I'm just going to give you guys the tea, okay? So you can get, like, an idea of where my head was at and what was going on these past few weeks. So it all began maybe a month or two ago. I was in Florida quarantining with my mom, and I had just found out that my grandfather was going to be admitted to the hospital. So some context about my grandfather is that my grandfather has had a plethora of health issues over the past few decades, okay? But as of six months ago, he was diagnosed with cancer and his body didn't really take to the treatment as we would have hoped it to. Uh, But then on top of the cancer, he started experiencing some other serious health issues that basically put him back in the hospital. Now, this is not the first time by any means that my grandfather's been in the hospital. Like I said, he's had a plethora of health issues. Um, When I was a little girl, I actually went to visit him and he was in a coma. And we actually almost lost him my freshman year to a stroke. So I knew that my grandfather's been in the hospital before. I know he's had health issues and I don't know how exactly to describe it. But my intuition really told me that this wasn't like those other times. So I was in Florida, but once I found out that he was sicker, I started pushing my mom and my dad. I was like, I got to get back to Atlanta. I got to get back to Atlanta because the one thing I really wanted to do was be able to see him. The unfortunate part with my grandfather being sick and in the hospital during this pandemic is that the hospital wasn't allowing any visitors. So I couldn't necessarily just go to the hospital and visit him. And while he was in the hospital around six weeks, he was just isolated, which is not cool. So regardless of him being in the hospital and me not being able to see him, I was like, I got to get back to Atlanta. I feel like it's time to get back to Atlanta. I need to get back to Atlanta. So that's that's exactly what I did. My dad came. He drove up by himself, he rented a car, and then he helped me drive back because, you know, it's not the best to road trip by yourself when you're 21, and I've only been driving a few years. So he helped me, and I got back to Atlanta, and that's exactly what I did. So let me just tell you guys, I want to start by saying God knows exactly what he's doing. God is very intentional. So that gut feeling, I've got to get back to Atlanta, was happening at the right time, even though I had no idea. Six days after I got back to Atlanta is when things really started to hit the fans. So I was still in the process of getting settled and unpacking because when I left in March, I brought basically everything with me. So it was taking me a while to get settled, get unpacked. I had no food, cleaning up, all this stuff. So by day six, I made a Costco's run. I was ready to get, you know, some food, paper towels, all that. And I called my mom just to say hi and check in. You know, I talked to her every day and I instantly knew something was wrong. Her voice was so hoarse, it sounded like like someone had passed away and that she had been just crying and crying for hours. I asked her what was wrong because I was really nervous and she said that she had a stomach bug. Something she ate didn't agree with her. And guys, instantly, I just knew things were not okay. In theory, you know, maybe a year ago, sure, you could get a stomach bug and it wouldn't be that scary, but in reality, during this pandemic and knowing that vomiting is a symptom of COVID, it's just a huge red flag. My mom wasn't able to keep anything down, not water, not ice, nothing. So she mustered up all of her strength and ended up driving herself to the hospital. I still don't know how she was able to drive herself to the hospital because she was extremely, extremely weak, but she got there. When she was in the hospital, she received IV treatment because she was extremely dehydrated, but it was also in the hospital that she was diagnosed with coronavirus. So, you know, if you guys know, if you don't, I'm not sure, but if you get tested just regularly, they have all these different facilities. First of all, disclaimer, I recommend that everyone gets tested 
But if you guys get tested, it takes like two to three days. But if you get tested for COVID in the hospital, it only takes a few hours. So she called me back later and she's like, yes, I tested positive for COVID. So she was given anti-nausea meds and IV treatment to help with her dehydration. But she was released the next day. There's not much you can do. The doctor said that she had a minor case of COVID and that if she, you know, continued to take her medicine, she was going to be okay. This was obviously super, super scary for a magnitude of reasons. One of them being my dad and I, along with my grandparents, were now technically exposed to someone who had been tested positive for coronavirus. This means basically after my mom got sick, even though it had been six days, we all had to go get tested. So the very next day, my mom got sick on two my mom got sick on Monday. On Tuesday, my dad came to pick me up first thing in the morning, and he had taken me to go get tested. We both got tested for COVID. I honestly do not think the COVID test was too, too bad. I don't think it was bad at all, but I also think that I got really, really lucky because my dad and my brother said that it hurt. <laughs> I didn't think it hurt at all, but maybe I was super relaxed. I don't know. It was also one of those things where you just got to do what you got to do. It was super quick, 10 seconds. Um, so I knew I had to get tested, so I got tested. Delaine and her family had to get tested because, you know, Delaine is my roommate. Um, and my grandparents had to get tested. That week was definitely super, super crazy for me. I was still processing the fact that my mom was sick and in the hospital. And I don't know if you guys have ever experienced someone that you're really, really close to get sick, but it's really scary, especially with the coronavirus when there's no real cure and there's nothing I could do to make her better. And because it's contagious, she had to be by herself. It's different if you're sick and you have someone taking care of you, but she was sick and she was isolated in the house. It was a great thing that I wasn't there because I probably would have also been sick, but at the same time, I was like feeling helpless and overwhelmed that there's nothing that I could do for her. I wasn't sleeping very well, um, and I was also managing my virtual internship, so it was just a lot. So going into my internship a little bit, so the week before any of this actually started to happen, my internship had picked up significantly. Basically, there was two of us working on the internship, but my partner could no longer do the program, so that my so my boss actually asked me if I was willing to do their work for their stipend, and normally I'd be like, "Yes." But honestly, I've been really really working on setting boundaries, and I said no because I was already doing an 8-hour workday. I was working from 9 to 5 and I could not imagine myself doing a 16-hour workday. That's way too much responsibility. I needed to make time for myself, make time for my family, make time for content creation, things that I love, and self-care, you know? So I said no even though in the back of my head I was like, "Yes, I want to do it." But even though I said no, I definitely noticed that my workload was still accelerating. It was getting to the point where I wasn't paid because I said I didn't want to do it, but I was working Example, one Friday I was working from 9 a.m. to 11.30 p.m. And at that point it was just way, way, way too much. Back to the story. So my dad picks me up to get tested and after I got my test, he dropped me off back at my apartment and I decided to pack my bags and do quarantine at his house just for safety reasons. My dad lives about 20 minutes from me. I live in Atlanta, he lived in Decatur, so it wasn't really bad at all. But I stayed at his apartment until I got my test results back. I didn't have any symptoms, but you know, it's always better safe than sorry. I didn't want to be in and out of the building or anything like that. So Delana was also at her dad's house. She was still studying for the MCAT at that time. So neither of us were really at the apartment. I was just doing my virtual internship, waiting on my test results. Um, and I also wanted to be at my dad's house because I knew that my grandfather was really, really sick. And I didn't really want him to be alone. So I was staying with him until the need got back because I wanted to make sure he wasn't alone in case something 
were to go down, right? So I got my test results back, my dad got his test results back, and they were both negative, but what I was more excited about was that my grandparents tested negative. Obviously, they are a lot older, they're both almost 80 years old, so I was really, really nervous that they would have it, especially because they had been exposed to my mom a lot more recently than I had. For me, it had been six days, but they were literally with her the day before, they were at the pool. Um, private pool, nothing public, and they, both my grandparents and my mom, stay in the house they don't really go out so we've been kind of seeing each other all of quarantine that wasn't abnormal for us but because they had seen her literally the day before she got super sick I was very very nervous for them so a week later my mom became super super sick again and she ended up back in the hospital for a couple of days at this point the COVID had actually led to pneumonia and her oxygen count was extremely low back in Atlanta the doctors were essentially saying that there was nothing else that they could do to improve my grandfather's health so that he was going to have to go into a hospice center. If you guys don't know what hospice is, essentially hospice is a place that you go when you're sick at the end of your life. If you hear hospice, you kind of know what's about to come next. They gave us the option to do hospice in a hospice facility or to do hospice at my grandparents house and we decided on the latter that was really the best decision for us because one we wanted my grandfather to be as comfortable as possible when you find out that a loved one is not going to be with you much longer and they're at the end of their life the whole name of the game is comfort we wanted him to be as comfortable and happy and content as possible and if you're at a hospice center, because of COVID, you can't have visitors. And that actually really doesn't sit well with me now. Like, I was very fortunate that, you know, my whole family was very fortunate that we were able to bring him home and do a home hospice where there was, you know, we set up a bed and we had, like, a nurse come in and out. But also, we were able to visit with him. But if anyone doesn't have that luxury and, you know, they have loved ones in hospice, I don't know. I really do feel for them. And I'm going to look into things that I can do to maybe like send a card or words of encouragement to people in hospice facilities because I can imagine that's very devastating and isolating during that time. But for my grandfather, we were super, super lucky and he was home. So we set him up in the basement. He had a special hospice bed. And then on Wednesday, me and my brothers and we all went to go see him and he was so happy, you guys. So he was home from the hospital. That was probably his best day. He was awake and alert and he's had some strokes so he has trouble moving his mouth but he was smiling and it was my little cousin's birthday so he, he even ate a little bit of cake so it was a really really good day um, but that Wednesday was actually the last time I saw him I think I mentioned in the last episode that that was my strawberry was that it was just a really good day being with family seeing my grandfather and then that Sunday he passed away back to my mom I know I'm kind of going like in and out between the two but I'm just trying to give it like in order so back to my mom because my mom had been hospitalized twice due to covid the doctors took a much more aggressive treatment plan she was put on steroids and antibiotics and she also received a plasma treatment so if you guys don't know what a plasma treatment is i had to do some research myself plasma treatments are when you get plasma donated to you from someone who has already beat covid and basically, if you beat COVID, you can donate it, and then they give it to current COVID patients. While this is all still in the research process, it's definitely 
shown in the data to really help people out. And this was the case for my mom. This plasma treatment really, really helped her recover. So guys, if you know anyone who has beat COVID, I really, really, really encourage you to have them donate their plasma because it quite literally saved my mom's life. So it was the week that my grandfather came home from the hospital that I decided that I would no longer continue my virtual internship. Between my grandfather and my mom, I really just wanted to focus on family and my own mental health. I've never quit anything before, so a little bit of me did feel guilty just quitting. I was like, they need me. You know, my partner wasn't there anymore and I was going to have to take a leave. But I was like, you know what? This is the right decision for me. I know that family is always my priority. I was raised with very strong family values on both ends. So when my family needs me, I will be there. I knew I didn't need the money. I was like, if I do this for just the money, that's very selfish. My family needs me. I'm going to be there for my family. And at the same time, I also knew I wasn't going to be able to commit to working at the same level I was before, you know, all those hours working really hard. And I really pride myself on my work ethic. So it wasn't really fair to me. It wasn't fair to him. So I decided that was going to be my last week. So I left my internship from that point and I, I haven't been working since. So from there, as you guys know, my grandfather passed and I was definitely super sad. But at the same time, I know that he was suffering so, so much. And I'm grateful that he's not in pain anymore. He was a really, really good man. And he's with his family now, his parents and his siblings. From that point on, I put a lot, a lot, a lot of my energy into helping prepare for the funeral. I wanted to be put to work. So my grandmother lives about an hour from me, and I think I went back and forth between my house and hers maybe five times leading up to the funeral to help get things done, collecting pictures for the program, uh, working on the obituary, etc., etc., etc. Actually, the on the Sunday before my grandfather's funeral, my cousin Jasmine and I planned a super, super cute spa day at the house for her. Um, I ordered matching kimonos. They're teal. Actually, if you guys follow me on Instagram at it's Taylor Janet, you will be able to see the group picture. Everyone in my family, all the girls in my family got matching kimonos. And then it was just a nice little self-care day. Um, I gave her, you know, a wash, deep condition, blow dry, and then I um, straightened and curled her hair. I also did her nails and gave her a little face mask. So it was nice to do a little pampering and I think people really enjoyed it. So that was a lot of fun. And then the funeral was absolutely perfect. I know he would have been super, super pleased with the way that things turned out. And I feel very fortunate that we were able to have a funeral because given the COVID times, a lot of families were not able to have a service. So there were a lot of there were a lot of changes and adaptations that had to be made. The service was at a funeral home instead of a church. So the people from my grandparents' church, my grandfather actually was a deacon, they came to the funeral home to give a service, and it was really, really nice. And there could be only be 50 people at the service, spread out every other pew. You know, you want to stay as safe as possible. But they did a live stream on Zoom. Um, I was there, so I didn't see it. But my mom watched the live stream. She said it looked really, really good. So I'm glad that, you know, people could see it and celebrate, but it was still safe. Everyone wore their masks during the service and hand sanitized regularly. But I also know that I tried to keep my distance as much as possible from people who I knew were traveling in and stuff like that. So the funeral ended and my mom is doing better and better each day. Actually, most recently, two days ago, she got tested for COVID again and she came back negative, which is a huge relief. I'm super, super grateful. This is one that she did at the drive-in, you know, got it done. 
but we're still waiting to get the official negative from the doctor. But the first one was negative, so I'm super relieved, super grateful. She's feeling a lot better every day, but she's still, you know, in the house recovering, and she'll be off for another, like, four weeks or so. So, okay, guys, the funeral has passed, my mom's improving, and with the storm of my life just starting to settle down, I realized how truly exhausted I was. Like I said, I think I was running on straight adrenaline. I wasn't sleeping, but I was just go, 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 going, doing what needed to be done. So after my grandfather's service, I literally, I didn't go to the repast because again, I'm trying to be as mindful to social distancing as possible. I went home, I took a shower, and I slept for hours i just slept i slept i slept and for the rest of the week i was just catching up on some much needed rest i spent a lot of time with my family but now today's monday it's august 10th it is my last week of summer it's my last week before school starts and i have lots and lots and lots to do to get ready for hashtag senior season we're lit and for the rest of the episode, I'm just going to share some of the things that I've been up to to get my life back on track and how I'm preparing for a very successful final year at Spelman College. Okay, so the first thing that I had to do to get my life back on track was to face the music. Okay, here we go. Getting back on track, getting our lives together, setting ourselves up for success. So for me, when I was going through what I was going through, at one point, I was like, all right, now it's time to like get a grip on reality, get back on track, time to face the music. So when I was grieving my grandfather, I was kind of doing the best that I could. I mean, there's no right way or wrong way to grieve, but I just did things that I thought were responsible when taking care of your own mental health. I was spending time with family and I was thinking of the good memories and I was speaking with a therapist and stuff like that. So I was doing like the quote unquote right things to do or the things that you should do when you're going through a difficult time. But okay, I'm not perfect. And I obviously wasn't always super happy and something that just really comforts me like nothing else is one, spending money and two, eating a lot of food. So when things started to hit the fan in my personal life, I basically started spending a little bit more money. It's, I think, something about, like, one, getting what I want, and two, like, the anticipation of waiting for a package. And then at my apartment complex, I get, like, we do, like, parcels. So we get, like, a little notification, like, parcel pending, and then you get to go downstairs and get your package. It's just, like, so much fun. So I was doing a lot of shopping, mainly from Target. I didn't buy anything crazy. I bought mainly stuff for my room, but I'll tell you guys about that in a little bit. And then eating. There's this place, and for some reason, I just could not get enough of it. It's called Taco Mac, if you guys are in the Atlanta area. And Taco Mac has this chocolate cake that is so bomb. The chocolate cake is literally $10, but it's huge. And I could eat off of it for like two, three days, but I think I ordered it on three separate occasions. And then of course, you know, I didn't just order the chocolate cake. I was ordering mozzarella sticks, uh, Philly cheesesteak, whatever I was feeling that day. That's what I was doing. It was like seven rings when Ariana said, I want it. I got it. That was the energy that I was on with my food and with my shopping. So for me to face the music, I mentally prepared myself for the worst. I knew it was time. I had to check my bank account. 
and I had to get on the scale and I was like, ah, I'm so scared. And I was putting it off for days, y'all. I didn't know what kind of damage I had done. But one day I was like, all right, enough. We need to figure this out. So neither of them were as wor- like neither of them were as bad as I was expecting them to be. I did gain a little bit of weight. I think I gained two to three pounds throughout these past few weeks. But a little bit of background in the quarantine, I definitely got myself a little quarantine 15 going on. So at the beginning of quarantine, I did nothing but baking. I'm kind of back on my baking grind, but I'm not eating them as much. I've been doing lots of baking and eating at the beginning of quarantine. I think it had to do also with me going home. You know, my mom can cook. We're just eating all the time and you don't pay for food. So it tastes even better. So I was just eating a lot, gained 15 pounds. Then I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I can't do that. And like normally if you gain like weight, you gain weight. It's not that deep. I don't care that much. But the reason I did care is because in February on Valentine's Day, I bought my dress for the Miss Spellman pageant because initially it was going to be in April and that we didn't get to end up wearing our dresses. But because my sister queens and I are planning to do a crowning in our formal gowns. So the last time I tried on my pageant dress was maybe a month ago and it just didn't fit. <laughs> it didn't fit. It almost fit. It didn't fit. So I was like, okay, Taylor, you need to lose weight. And this is like one of the few times where I'm like actually like being really mindful of what I eat until, you know, things hit the fans that I didn't care anymore. But now I'm back to caring because I have to fit into this dress. I spent money on the dress and yeah, it fit perfectly when I was at a certain weight. So I feel like as long as I get back to that certain weight, I'll be fine. I think I only need to lose like five, five, ten more pounds and I'd be content with that. Um, and it's mainly in my stomach, okay? I need to do stomach exercises like ab stuff because that's where it's like tight, the abs and back area. My dress is really pretty though. I cannot wait to put it on. I'm like dreading putting it on because I know it's like tight, but at the same time, it's just really pretty and I can't wait to get dressed up and take pictures and all that good stuff. So yeah, so I checked my scale. I did what I need to do. Now I'm like back to eating healthy, not really eating out, just cooking and stuff like that. I also cut out soda and I'm thinking about cutting out alcohol this week. I don't want to do that at all because it's literally my last week of summer. So of course, what I want, what do I want to do? I want to have wine nights and make fun cocktails with my friends. But alcohol is super, super fattening and there's like carbs and drinks of sugar. And so I'm not, I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. Maybe I'll experiment with like low carb, low sugar cocktails because I, it's my last week of summer. I obviously want to have fun with Delena and my, well, I was about to say my friends, but with Delena, just Delena because social distancing. But um, I also need to make sure I keep my weight down. So next up was the bank account. So it wasn't as bad as I thought. I would call it um, poor adjacent. I'm not poor, I'm not struggling right now, but, 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 anything were to happen, I would be broke. Back to being broke. And I don't want to be broke. So it's like broke adjacent where I cannot necessarily buy everything that I want right now. There's a lot of things that I want that I'm just like, I I can't do it right now. And I definitely cannot, cannot, cannot afford to eat out for a minute your meal's like ten dollars and you end up spending like 30 40 by the end of it so no i definitely cannot afford to eat out and i can't buy everything that i want right now which is fine you know practicing patience 
but I think that in like a few weeks my finances will be settled and everything. So that was me really just facing the music. Next up, I physically reorganized my whole entire life. So when I first got back, I unpacked. But when I unpacked, I kind of realized that I needed to redo the feng shui of my room. I've been living in my apartment for about a year now. I moved off campus after my sophomore year. Me and my best friend got this apartment together. Two bed, two bath. I definitely want to have her on the pod soon because, yeah, she's my best friend and my roomie. It'd be awesome. Last year, junior year, I was barely here. I was either in class or I was at community service or I had a job and I had pageant practice. So I literally was never here. Even in the fall semester, I was doing Mr. Junior. So I was always at some sort of pageant practice my entire junior year. Um, so it was just a lot going on. So uh, like my room is cute. It's not too extra like, you know, but um, at the same time, it wasn't as functional for someone who would be there 24-7. It was functional for someone who was kind of in their room to sleep. So I kind of did some inventory as I was unpacking of what changes could be made to my room so that it's a functional space for me to be productive, to do class. For example, we'll use my desk for an example. The entire first year that I lived here, I not once did work at my desk, ever. Like, ever. I used my desk to put things on top, but I didn't use my desk. And the reason I didn't use my desk is because it's just, honestly, my desk is in the corner and it's really, really dark and I really wasn't liking it. So I was like, I need a solution. Dun, da, da, da. I bought a lamp. I bought a, floor, I bought a floor lamp. And when I say it makes wonders of a difference. And then I have a vase with fake flowers in it. And I added some new fake flowers. So now I like my desk looks pretty and I really enjoy it. So I make little changes like that. Um, my desk really is more so like a table, if you guys could visualize that. So there's no drawers or anything like that to help with organization. So I actually got a bookshelf for my room as well. It's a very narrow bookshelf. It goes next to my desk and next to the floor lamp. I just really like the way that it looks because it's really functional, the lamp and the desk, and they were both super inexpensive. I think the lamp was $12 and the bookshelf was I think $37. So just to know that I have this teeny tiny corner of my room and it just really changed the game for me is really exciting. So I've been doing a lot of that. I got a utility cart for my bathroom and that's you know organizing products and I actually had a day where I went through every single product in my bathroom. Do I use it? Do I not use it? Where does it go? Let's put hair products in this one. Let's put heat tools in this one. Um, put you know, makeup in this container. And I went to the Dollar Tree and I literally bought a bunch of different like plastic storage bins so that everything has a place now, which is really, really good. And I did a deep clean in my bathroom. So it's looking really, really good. I've been working on the desk area. It's not fully there yet. I have two big bins under my desk that just need to be organized. I think I just need to take my binders from past years and I don't know what to do with them, but I don't need to keep them anymore. I'm just like holding onto my binders and there's no need. So yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing physically to get organized. I've been trying to make this space more livable, more comfortable, making the changes that I didn't think I was gonna make. I didn't think it was gonna be that big of a deal because I'm only gonna be living here one more year. But because I'm literally gonna be here basically 24 seven, I really wanted to feel super comfortable in my space. 
and knowing that I'm going to be here all the time. I'm not leaving, knowing that I have work to do. I really wanted it to be more functional space for me. Okay, so I did all my physical organization stuff, and I'm like, okay, next caller, what's next? Academics. So I'm not taking any summer classes, and I already told y'all that I left my internship, but what I do need to think about with school being a week away is having a plan of action. There's some things that were an issue that I didn't even know were an issue. Like, example, one of my classes actually got canceled, and I had no clue. Like, I missed the email when they said, hey, Taylor, like, your class was canceled, because there's just so much going on. I just got lost in the sauce, I guess. So I didn't even realize that I got dropped from this class because it was canceled for the semester. It was an ethics and organizations course, and that put me down to eight credits, and you need 12 credits to be a full-time student. I don't need 12 credits to graduate. I actually, the only class I need to graduate is senior thesis at this point, whoop, whoop. but I need to be a full-time student so that I can remain on the Miss Bellman court. So I'm taking senior thesis, I'm taking linear algebra that's more so for grad school because you might be like why would you take linear algebra if you don't have to mainly for grad school you know it's really important to stay competitive and take rigorous courses but I don't want to kill myself at the same time because senior thesis is gonna be no joke <laughs> no joke then I couldn't think of another class to take I was looking and looking and looking and looking the only class that I saw that I'm like, ah, okay, was accounting, and I'm not sold completely on that. I'm registered for it right now. It might change. I don't know how I feel about the accounting, you guys. I know that's a really difficult course, and I'm already taking linear algebra and senior thesis. I really didn't want to take another like challenging class. Like I think three hard classes is a lot especially considering I have extracurriculars and a mentorship and all this stuff. But right now I'm taking accounting. If I can think of anything else, literally anything else, I'm going to be getting out of it. But I also want to play to my strengths. Like I'm not going to put myself in a writing course or a reading heavy course because those are not my strengths. I'm not a writer. I'm not a reader. Those are just not things that I'm really interested in. So I'd rather do an accounting class than like an English class, if that makes sense. And then besides my current classes, thinking about what I'm supposed to be doing after graduation. So basically to be super transparent, my GRE scores, the last time I took a practice test, are not competitive. They're not good. They're not where I need them to be. So earlier in the summer, I took a practice test online with Kaplan for the GRE. I got my mock scores back. My quant score wasn't terrible. Definitely needed improvement, but my vocab was just just shit it was terrible which was part of the inspiration behind having a word of the episode because I know I need it <laughs> so I was like maybe someone else does too but that's that's why that is what it is so when I did my practice test I initially started off pretty strong I registered for this self-paced course with Magoosh and it was a beginner's course and they have like little lesson plans for the day and it's like a study plan a 90-day thing and i was like cool 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 great awesome amazing love it things started getting crazy and i just stopped basically and i think the thing with the gre that is so so tricky and nerve-wracking and i think you know i've been thinking about the gre for a while and i just think this is really an example of the imposter syndrome in my life um quick tangent um my platform for the miss Bellman court 
is mirror movement which is addresses the imposter syndrome through self-reflection and so i was self-reflecting on myself okay like this is something that i very much so believe in and i was thinking why am i having so much trouble and anxiety with the gre like the gre like is the scariest thing to me i'm like i can't do this blah 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 blah. but i think the issue that i have when it comes to grad school in general is that i keep comparing it to applying for undergrad and it's really not the same thing it is a completely different beast in undergrad like i think about it it's child's play are you kidding me you have the common app where you can literally send the same application to all the schools that you want right I don't know about y'all, but I started studying for the ACT, SAT probably the summer of my so- the summer after my sophomore year. I worked with a private tutor twice a week, like, and I think I took like maybe three or four standardized tests between like maybe the SAT twice, the ACT twice, and you know I wasn't really stressed like because I knew I had time. I had time to redo it if I wanted. This is not that. Honestly, if I could take it in November, I would, but I feel like that's going to be way too stressful, way too late, and I want to make sure I get my scores back before the application deadline closes for a lot of my schools. A lot of the schools that I'm applying for don't have deadlines until January 2021, which is amazing. It's great, so I don't really have to stress about that. I have the entire semester to get my applications together and get them on point. But I think there's a lot of pressure on the GRE because, like I said, I'm taking my GRE once. I mean, if I get terrible scores, then I'm obviously going to have to take it again. But the plan is to take it one time and to get the scores I need to get into grad school. For my grad school applications, you know, I've been doing a lot of research at different schools, different programs, and what the applications are looking like. I'm not concerned about anything but my test scores. Letters of rec, whatever, sure. Like, personal statement, bring it on. GPA, solid. The only thing that's really like stressing me out is this GRE. So I'm going to work as hard as I can these next few months, really try to make time management my best friend and take it seriously because I do want to give myself the option to get into grad school. If I don't get the scores that I need, then I'm going to continue to study post undergrad, but that's just not really what I want to do. I want to kind of just take it and be done. And I know I've talked a lot about the GRE and schools and stuff like that. Let me be very clear. I don't know if I'm going to grad school right away. Whether I want to go to grad school first or work for a few years and then go to grad school, I'm not too sure yet. I'm planning on just applying to a lot of different things. I'm going to be applying to a few grad schools. Um, Another difference between undergrad and grad school, when I was applying for undergrad, the application fees were like $20, $30. Maybe the most expensive one I I saw was $70. But now these grad schools are literally like $100 application fees. So I'm not going to be applying to a whole lot of schools. But um, yeah, I'm not applying to a lot of schools, but the schools that I'm applying to are kind of selective. So we'll see about that. I don't know. I'm going to be applying to a few different master's programs and I'm going to be applying to a few schools. Not a lot because it's actually very expensive to apply to grad school. It's like around $100 per school per program, which is sickening. It's literally so sick to just pay that much money just to applied to the school. I'm going to be applying to a few jobs as well. I am an econ major, but I'm not interested in going into financial services. So I'm really interested in going into two specific fields. I'm not ready to talk about what those two specific fields are yet, but um, there's really only two industries, maybe three, that I'm actually interested in actually going into. So yeah, I'm keeping my options open. I'm going to be applying to a few jobs. 
um, and then a few grad schools. So that's the tea on that. I know that if I don't get the scores that I need, I don't have to go to grad school this cycle. I can go, you know, whenever my scores are looking the way they need to look. But I'm definitely going to be shooting my shot with grad school. I know that. So this week, not today, because today's literally been so, so crazy. But tomorrow, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to revise my study plan, come up with a brand new study schedule that's going to work with me and for my new schedule, form a routine, because I really do want to crack down. I want to do well in the GRE. I want to prove this to myself that I can do it, even though I have less time. You know what I mean? The test isn't hard. It's just about really dedicating that time to putting in the work. So, period. <laughs> I feel like I keep putting it off because I am so scared about the GRE, but I also realize that I refuse to hinder myself. I am not gonna let myself block my own blessings and that I'm just gonna push through. I know an Instagram senior season looks like bomb Instagram pics. It's the glow for me. Um, graduation photo shoots, like everyone posting like their stellar like post-grad things. But honestly, a lot of those posts and stuff like that comes with a lot of work and I know that everyone in my class is working super, super hard, especially given this virtual semester to just really crack down, figure out what we're going to do with our lives, etc, etc, etc. So when I do make that announcement of what I'm going to be doing, you can know that I worked super, super hard for it. And speaking of announcement of what I'm going to be doing, this is kind of on a tangent a little bit, but you know, it's all good. I decided that I'm going to try my hardest to keep what I'm doing after graduation a secret until my graduation function, which is going to be really, really hard. I'm a very transparent person. I don't know if you guys can tell that from the podcast, but I really am open with you guys on all of my social media platforms and I like to keep people in the loop and I like to tell people and it's going to be so hard especially my friends to not tell them what I'm doing or what city I'm moving to after graduation and keeping that a complete secret that's going to be super super hard but I really want to do it because it's going to be extra and super cute and I literally the only people who will know are like maybe my parents but that's it I don't want anyone to know what I'm doing even if in two months I know what I'm doing, which I doubt, you know, but if in two months I figure out what I'm doing, like I'm not going to tell anybody and nobody's going to know until May. So that's the plan. Hopefully I can keep that in, but I don't know because <laughs> I'm not the best at keeping my own secrets. I'm good at keeping other people's secrets, but my own, I just don't like to keep my own secrets. I don't, I like to be an open book, but we're going to try to be low key with this. So yeah, that's what's going on with me academically slash post-grad. This week, because it's the week before classes, I've also been kind of getting back into the swing of things with my extracurriculars. I serve on three executive boards this year. I'm a part of the Miss Feldman Advisory Board because I serve as the second attendant to Miss Feldman College. I serve as the co-publicity chair of Senior Class Council. And then I serve as the second president to the Economics Club. So I did take time off when things were going on with my family, you know, the rest of my eboards were really, really accommodating to me, taking that time off that I needed. But now, you know, we're back at it. The semester is starting up. So back at it with the meetings, back at it with the work. I actually had an event today for Miss Spellman. It was a collaboration between the pals and the queens. And we got to talk to some of the freshmen, share a little bit about us. And it was really exciting. I got dressed up today, you know, in quarantine, you don't get dressed up too often. But Morgan wore white and Caitlin and I wore Spellman blue. And then actually, I met up with Miss Kaysen today and I got my sash and my pin, which I was really excited about. I took some selfies. I couldn't help it. I was just way too excited. 
I feel like I've been trying to like downplay my excitement for some reason and I'm just not gonna do that anymore because I'm super excited I'm I know the pageant was like in April and I've known since April but like when you get a sash and a pin it feels super real I don't even know how I'm gonna feel when we get crowned Morgan Kayla and I are in the process right now of planning a very um, small crowning ceremony I think I mentioned a little bit earlier when I was talking about fitting into our dresses, we're planning on putting on our dresses and going to like a park or something and getting crowned. And then a friend of mine, his name is Seasway. He is the editor-in-chief of the Maroon Tiger. So check that out. He so graciously is willing to help us film and record our crowning to create some bomb content for the Miss Wellman Instagram page. So I'm really, really appreciative to him to helping us out. I'll be putting his contact information in this week's episode just so you guys can check him out, support his content. And if you're in the Atlanta area and you need someone to film for you, be sure to book Seasway. He's super talented. Class Council's also picking up a little bit. Kira is my co-chair. We work really well together. She's so funny. And yeah, I'm really glad she's my co-chair. We're working on the promo for the Mr. Junior pageant right now. And the theme is really dope. Shout out to the co-social chairs who came up with the theme for the virtual pageant. And so now Kira and I are working to execute that vision and come up with some bomb promo and some other things for Senior Class Council that just needs to be done. But yeah, I'm really excited. I'm trying to really like use my position as co-publicity chair to learn new things and skills and techniques when it comes to content creation. So it's going to be really awesome. And then there's Econ Club. There's lots and lots and lots of stuff to do because Alexis and I are kind of co-presidents this year, but we did a lot of starting from the ground up. We wanted to completely rebrand the org. So we, were, we worked a lot this summer on creating a set of bylaws and recreating the e-board roles and envisioning what the semester is going to look like so we've done a lot of work on the behind the scenes part of the summer we now have selected our e-board and we're getting involved with them and our e-board is awesome i love them so much even though i haven't gotten a chance to meet them in person yet unfortunately but just from interacting with them they're all really really hard workers and i'm really looking forward to this year so there's still some things for me and alexis to do just to get the ball rolling but our envisionment for the club is to really have them take the initiative as an executive board, you know. I think some e-boards, people sit on the positions and then they have nothing to do. I know I've definitely been in positions like that where I have an e-board position, but the presidents do everything. But we want everyone to really have a role and a purpose because that makes it fun for everyone. And I want every, and we want everyone to feel comfortable sharing their ideas and just make it a really inclusive e-board. So I'm really excited about that as well then oh my gosh you guys so i have my three e-board positions i have my mentorship i actually don't think i told you guys about my mentorship program but yeah i have my mentorship i've been doing that for about a year maybe i'll talk about that in another episode but i don't really want to get into the mentorship too much I just know that it's with a company and i work with them directly it's kind of like an unpaid internship but i learn a lot so it's awesome but then on August 1st, I got a really exciting opportunity. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about it because I'm super excited. So on August 1st, I was reached out by an ambassador at Bumble. If you guys don't know what Bumble is, Bumble is really like a networking app. You can find people to date. You could find friends on Bumble. It's really like not just a dating app, but... They reached out to me about the possibility of working with them as a brand ambassador. And before I even like keep talking about this, this post right now is not sponsored at all. 
but I'm just telling you guys about like my experience with it. I've never been a brand ambassador for anything in my life. And as you guys know, I'm really into content creation. So that's obviously a big part of it. But I haven't really had the opportunity to serve in that role. So I chatted with the recruiter for a little bit and I sent in my application to be an ambassador for the Spelman campus. I was selected to be the Spelman campus media manager for Bumble this year. And one, I wouldn't accept just any position, you guys. That's really not who I am. I want to stay authentic. But I did say yes to this position because I thought it'd be something really cool and beneficial for students during this virtual semester, you know, to have an option to make friends. I'm still learning about Bumble myself, but um, I like what it's about and I'm really excited. I was doing my research and I learned, you know, it's not just about dating, you know. They also have that BFF feature, which I think is so cool. And then they also have like a business setting. So there's a lot going on in the app. I'm still like, I just, I just, I just made a profile a few days ago and I've just been like looking through, you know, trying to see what it's about, learning about it since I will be working with them starting next month. It's not this month at all. Like I said, this post isn't sponsored, but that's kind of just what I'm getting ready to start doing and I'm really excited about it. So yeah, lots and lots of big things coming up in my life between senior thesis and grad school applications and finally starting to look at schools but honestly guys i haven't finalized my list of schools that i'm applying to yet but um just that kind of looking at what major i want to do is it even called a major in a master's program i guess what program i want to do what i want to get my master's in there's a few topics that are interesting to me, but I'm trying to like figure out the different schools, what I like, what I don't, think about finances and stuff like that. I'm not really interested in living in like a random place. I don't think it's gonna be as hard because the thing about grad school is I'm not open to going to grad school at that many different locations. I know that I'm not interested in going to school in the North. I don't wanna work in the North. I don't wanna go to school in the North. I mean, if I get an amazing job opportunity, then you know you gotta do what you gotta do but it's not my first choice to just move to the north and do snow and stuff like that like I'm from Pittsburgh I know what it's like and I don't need to experience that anymore I definitely 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 am planning on staying in the south or maybe going to the west coast but I don't see myself going back up north so all the schools that I'm applying to and even the jobs their headquarters are in the southern western sphere of things and then also oh my gosh i keep saying also like there's just so much stuff going on this week and getting back on track but also you guys i am in the process of launching my very first business ah! i'm so excited for this so a little bit about my business it's kind of crazy to talk about launching my first business because there was a point where I was talking about launching my podcast and my business. Now my podcast has been launched and now it's just talking about launching my business and not my podcast and my business because now the podcast has been launched and that's just so crazy. But my business, I came up with this business idea in March. I kind of just sat on the idea. I didn't do much with it because I'm a little bit impulsive like with my quarantine bangs. I just kind of like think it and do it. But I sat on this idea for a while. It's something that I'm really passionate about. And it's a product. So it's a product and selling kind of thing. It's something that I use a lot in my daily life. I cannot tell you guys what it is just yet because I am trying to keep it a little bit of a secret. The plan is to launch my business November 1st. So this past weekend, I went to my dad. I actually talked to my dad a few weeks ago about my business. 
And he loved the idea and he was super, super supportive of that. And he's actually helping me out a lot. My dad, if you guys don't know, has his own business and my brother has his own business. So we're just, I guess, a family of entrepreneurs. (laughs) So he helped me out a lot. He actually helped me come up with the name and the name is dope. The idea is dope. And I'm in the process of applying for my business license. And this past weekend, I did my first round of product trials. I don't know if there's a special name for it, but that's what I've been calling it, where I have the first batch of the product, trial and error. Each one's a little bit different. So I got that together, and then I know there's going to be several, several, several product trials to come, but it was the first one, and there's a product, and I'm literally looking at it right now, and I'm excited about it. I'm really excited. I want to really take the time with these trials to make sure that I'm putting out a really quality, luxurious product. I wouldn't attach my name to something if it weren't perfect. You guys know I have a really hard work ethic and really high standards, so if I'm putting something out there in the market, I want it to be perfect. I want it to be flawless, and just know that when the time is coming, hopefully, you know, the goal is November 1st, that you will support me and you'll know that it's going to be a really, really, really high quality product because I'm working really hard behind the scenes to make sure it is perf. So stay tuned. So yeah, November 1st, less than 100 days away. So it seems far, but it's actually going to be so, so close and there's a lot to be done, but I'm really excited about it. I'm really optimistic. Another little product (laughs) that I have been working on is I decided to make merch for low-key 20s and you might be like what merch are you kidding me Taylor this is the first real episode you had a pilot and now this and you're talking merch so I'm not making like legit merch like sweatshirts or anything like that Uh, over the quarantine I've been really into making bracelets so I made low-key 20 bracelets for me and my friends, basically, I made them more so for myself, but I'm going to give them to my friends. And then I guess if anyone else wants them, I will sell them. I haven't really planned out all the details on that. But if y'all want a low-key 20s bracelet, hit me up <laughs> because I will definitely make you one. But that's definitely more so for funsies and it'll be really, really cheap. Just enough to cover the supplies and shipping. That won't be very expensive because it's something that I already enjoy doing. So yeah, you guys, that's kind of what's been going on lately the past few weeks, past few days, trying to get ready for senior season. It's about to be a movie, period. Miss Rona is not stopping me from living my best life responsibly. I'm not going to be, you know, out and about and stuff like that, but I'm still going to make the most of this situation. Quickly learned that senior season is not as glamorous as it looks. It's a lot more than the graduation pictures, and there's a lot that goes in to the behind the scenes to make sure that senior season is successful. So I'm just really trying to set myself up for post-grad life, getting involved in my extracurriculars. I'm excited about my new brand ambassador position, my new business, all that's to come. I'm really excited. I also am planning to have a few guests coming up in the next few episodes. So there's going to be some interviews and chit chats. Like it's really cool sitting here talking with you guys, you know, by myself. Actually, it's like cool, but also kind of weird. I don't really have a sense of time it'll feel like I've been talking for like 80,000 hours and then I'll look and it's been like 10 minutes and I'm like ah because definitely when I filmed the pilot it felt long but then it was only like 22 minutes and I was like what but in the next few weeks I am going to be having some guest interviews chit chats things of that nature if you guys have any topics that you want me to cover in low-key 20s let me know 
And all right, guys, that's the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please feel comfortable giving me feedback. I just, again, would really appreciate it. I'm still new. We're learning. But this was episode two. I'll catch y'all next week. Bye, guys.